All right, hey there, and welcome to episode five of We Can Do This. I'm really excited for this week's episode with Fran Cresswell. Fran is the founder of Get Offset, which is a platform that makes it easy for people or businesses to offset their carbon emissions on autopilot. So in this episode, she talks about what inspired her to start this platform, how she was able to use no-code tools to build a minimum viable product, and how she built a functional platform within three days of when she came up with this idea. So really cool, exciting stuff here. So with no further ado, let's get into this episode with Fran Cresswell. Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Fran Cresswell. Fran is the founder of Get Offset and the EcoDesk. And I think Fran is coming to us from Thailand. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I'm coming to you from a small island in the south of Thailand. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here with us today. How did you end up in Thailand? I've been traveling a lot for the past, I guess, five years now. Thailand has been somewhere that I was originally drawn to it just because it's a, an international hub. You know, there's lots mm -hmm. of flights coming in and I wound up here on a couple of my travels because of that. And it's just somewhere that I ended up really, really loving. I met my husband here as well. So this is the nearest thing that we have to a base at the moment. Oh, that's amazing. Where else have you been in these past four or five years? So we spend a lot of time in Thailand. We spend some time in Bali. My husband's from California, so we'll spend some time there and some time in the UK. And then other kind of random trips to places like Morocco or Sri Lanka or Colombia. That's so cool. Well, thanks for being on the podcast today. And for everyone listening, I discovered some of the projects that Fran has worked on this year and was really intrigued and wanted to invite her on the podcast. So if you want to tell us a little bit about your background and how did you end up to the spot where you're able to kind of live a lifestyle where you're traveling, but you also run these projects that are really close to some passion areas for you? Since I was a very young kid, I was not one of those normal kids who wanted to be like a firefighter or a superhero. I actually mm -hmm. I wanted to be a human rights lawyer since I was, I don't know, probably five or six years old. So fast forward till just after graduating, you know, I'd studied criminology and human rights at university. And I wound up in London for about five years working for various human rights and social justice charities. And I just found that when I was working there, I felt like a very small cog in a big machine. And it was quite hard to really tell like where my personal impact was in this whole thing. And I'm a very kind of impact driven person, you know, the sense of contribution is something that really gets me out of bed in the morning. So mm -hmm. that was something that was really important. And so after about five years of that, I wound up traveling in Asia, I actually just went on a trip. But I was working as a professional photographer at the time. And I realized that I had a camera and I had a laptop with me and I didn't really need, <laughs> I didn't in fact need to go home and I could work from anywhere. That's what I did for a while. I was working as a photographer and building websites for clients for a few years, which evolved into working with my husband, which gave me much more of a marketing and business kind of understanding and brought me to a place where I really wanted to kind of start something that was more my thing, that was more mm -hmm. my impact in the world. So mm -hmm. that's kind of, that's kind of the point I got to where the eco desk got started. Yeah. So first you had this sense of what you wanted to do from a really young age, but it kind of took a different form, right? And it's interesting that, I mean, that's been a, com a big common theme through some of these past interviews that we've done is we don't really discover what we want to ultimately do until we kind of 
trial and error and course correct a bit. So it's really interesting to hear about that story and to hear about you had these creative skill sets and ways that you were able to work with your creative skills, but that wasn't quite it. You kind of had to pivot a little bit closer to where your heart was with the impact driven stuff. So tell us about the EcoDesk for, for people that don't know what the EcoDesk is and kind of how that got started. Yeah, so the EcoDesk is essentially an online hub for all things sustainable life and lifestyle. And it has a pretty big focus on sustainable fashion. So you'll find an online magazine and also a resource library featuring a lot of the best tools, films, podcasts, and all sorts of things like that from across the sustainability space. Yeah, I've been able to jump on and read some of these articles. And it seems you have a lot of guest contributions, right? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, I've been shifting more that way. I've been trying to see it more as a it started off as kind of a a personal project but it it kind of evolved more into an online magazine and a kind of sharing of different voices there so the eco desk i mean what was it in you that wanted to get that started was there a time where you had an idea for this and wanted to make it happen well i certainly wouldn't say that i had the idea for the eco desk as it is now it actually started Mm -hmm. off at something quite different from how it looks now Mm -hmm. what happened was i think about two and a half years ago i went on a little trip Uh, i was in thailand but i took myself on a holiday away from work for once i found myself on a little thai island which is actually the same island i'm on right now and i noticed how much of a plastic problem there was you know there was huge huge amounts of plastic waste washing up and it was just i mean i can share some of the photos with you it's just it's like paradise you know it's, it's quintessentially what you imagine as being this like tropical paradise and just littered with waste so the original kind of inception of the eco desk actually started out as waste free world which was initially focused on how we can down our consumption and how much we can reduce our kind of use of plastic and and really kind of lessen our footprint in in that way. And it evolved the more that I, I I wouldn't say that I was, you know, anything like a fashionista or whatever. I certainly Mm -hmm. don't see myself that way. (laughs) But the more that I learned about the fashion world and, you know, particularly fast fashion and how problematic as an industry Mm -hmm. fashion is, you know, both for people and planet and also just our psychology and our well-being i just realized that there was a lot of a lot of really simple things that people can do to to avoid that and really kind of lessen their impact in that area so that's something that really really started to interest me and waste free world morphed into the eco desk and now there's a fairly heavy fashion focus there as well it seemed like based on what you said you probably were taking a much needed day off i was trying to yeah i'm one of these people who struggles to actually take time off (laughs) yeah oh same so it kind of opened your eyes to a new problem and and something you might not have seen before unless you were specifically taking some time to get away from the grind of work and everyday life yeah for sure you know partly with the travel and just kind of having that headspace and being able to see the problem in a very kind of real tangible way like we know that plastic is a problem Mm -hmm. but until you actually see that site for yourself it's harder to put two and two together in a way that makes you really want to uh, take action on things Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. And I imagine there's people here that are listening today that are thinking, maybe I should take a vacation. (laughs) Maybe I should take a break because maybe they care about some of these things. But, you know, it it takes often an experience that kind of drives people to action. Okay. So you got Waste Free World off the ground and it took a little bit of a pivot into a new direction with the EcoDesk. So you have the EcoDesk and how long have you had that running for? 
I've had the EcoDesk as sort of the, the online magazine or the blog running about two years now. And in November, I built out using no code tools, I built a resource library, which allows people to find different types of resources in different kind of areas of sustainability to kind of help them on that journey. Very cool. So do you want to talk really briefly about the EcoDesk and how you built this with no code tools? I imagine you having a background in photography, I imagine you were using photography for this platform originally. Is that right? Not so much, really. This whole journey of traveling the world has mm. really made me double down on minimalism, which mm. was already slightly a thing in my life. But now I travel with just one bag of things and I find it very, very freeing. And that kind of spreads out into everything. This kind of minimalist aesthetic is what you'll see yeah. if you go to the eco desk or if you go to the the resource library trying to get rid of all of the extra clutter you know because it's just more stuff vying for people's attention which is yeah. exactly what i'm trying to persuade people is not necessary you know very cool it's cool to see how you were able to launch that platform too in my mind i'm like oh i have this experience and i could bring like a whole rig of camera gear and things and we could film video and if anyone's like me you're like actually you don't need to do all those things to get it off the ground you don't need to do all of the things and all the ideas and bring all the gear. <laughs> yeah, it's really simplifying it down to, you know, the essence of the idea and just yeah. kind of trying to scrap everything else, you know? Yeah. And if you are someone like like me in that regard, that might keep you from actually doing the thing all together, right? So I think the simplicity mm -hmm. actually makes it possible to actually happen. <laughs> okay. So Get Offset is another project you have. And it sounds like the EcoDesk was happening for quite some time before you built this project. Yeah, it certainly wasn't my intention to add something new, but it kind of just happened. I'll get onto that in uh, in just a second. But essentially, yeah, so Get Offset, the concept is it just makes it easy for individuals and businesses to plant trees and to offset their carbon footprint on mm -hmm. autopilot. So it's just a platform that, that enables you to really kind of tap into uh, to climate action in a really accessible way. Love it. What was it that inspired you to start it? So this last Christmas, the one that just passed, is actually the first Christmas ever that I've been away from my family. I'm, mm. you know, I do travel a lot, but it's very much a, a kind of routine that I will always go back and spend Christmas with family. And this was the first year that I hadn't done that. And we were looking for Christmas presents for family that weren't physical. And we came across the concept of planting trees. And I was like, oh, this is really, really interesting. And something about that just kind of stuck in my mind. And when I did a bit more digging, I realized that a few of the companies that were planting trees, I mean, it wasn't actually them, like they're the sort of marketing side of things. They have the platform and then they work with charity partners who do the actual climate action for them. And so I just ran through this as I do every so often. I'll run through this as a thought experiment with my husband of what would this look like if I were to set this up as a sort of subscription, you know, what would that actually take in terms of building that out as a platform? How easy would that be? Bearing in mind, I have, you know, some command of no code tools, given my experience so far. And as it turned out, it was actually relatively easy for me to do given my skill set. So yeah, I think it was about three days from having this conversation with my mm. husband, this thing being a kind of MVP in the world, which is really exciting. Yeah. That's amazing. I love this idea of this thought experiment that it, it sounds like you've had a series of these with your husband. And knowing that your husband has, you know, business entrepreneurship type experience, I don't know if he understands the, the no code world quite like you do. When you mentioned that, I think I can create this this week. Mm -hmm. How did he respond to that? 
it just completely blew his mind. So he has a software company, but he's a non-technical founder. He's very much the kind of marketing and ideas guy. So I bring a very different kind of skill set to the table. He was just kind of amazed. You know, we had this conversation and he was like, yeah, I mean, technically it's possible. It's actually quite a good idea. And then I sort of disappeared as I do. I get into what he calls my <laughs> website bubble where I just like disappear and he barely hears from me. You know, he'll come and try and talk to me and I'll just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah later. You know, so like the, uh, the cat meme typing away on my laptop. Yeah. And three days later, I emerge and I have this kind of basic platform that allows, you know, all the functionality that it needs to, to get off the ground. Unreal. Okay. So that two, three days of building where you were kind of locked away somewhere and working on this, what was that like? Tell us a little bit about your approach, like how you were identifying the appropriate stack of tools to use and what was going on in your mind through those days? I guess I have just given various other projects I've done sort of for myself and in my job at my husband's business, sort of every so often we'll build something on no code, whether that's like an app to help people navigate the industry conference or, you know, sites using Webflow or, you know, little integrations using Zapier or what have you. So I was very much aware of the capabilities of no code and how easy it is to kind of get things off the ground pretty quickly. I wouldn't say that I'm the kind of person that really goes in with too much of a plan. Like I had a concept in mind. I don't sit down and design it all and, you know, have everything on paper first. I go in and I build and I kind of understand what I'm building as I build it. And so I just went into, uh, in this case, Webflow and I just began to pull this whole thing together. So it was like, I think three days of 12 to 15 hours, just really kind of going deep on how to integrate everything and to make sure that it was of as much value to the potential customer as possible. And then, so these two, three days go by, you show it to your husband, now what? His mind is pretty much blown <laughs> at that point. <laughs> He's like, I'm not sure I thought you were serious. This is, you know, this is, you know, a next level idea, actually. And I always know I'm kind of onto something because I'm an ideas person and there's plenty of stuff kind of whirling around in my mind. But when he and I agree that something is really a good idea and he's not as focused within this kind of environmental impact mm -hmm. space, I really know that I'm onto something. And so, yeah, from then it was just getting the word out and trying to spread the news about it to as many people as possible just to see how people would respond and if it was worth building out something that was a bit more robust. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the platform and what is possible? Like if someone wanted to jump on today and participate, offset their carbon emission, that kind of thing, how much does that cost? How often do they contribute? What does that look like? Yeah. So most of the options that you have are a sort of monthly subscription model. There are individual and business plans. The individual plans start from just $5 a month and businesses are employee-based pricing kind of calculates the average footprint of each employee and equates that to how big your business is and you'd pay on that kind of a basis or you can just buy trees on an ad hoc basis you know you could plant 100 or 250 trees just as a one-off purchase so i actually decided to learn to code to take this to the next level and this is not something that i ever really thought that i would be telling anyone but here I am, I'm learning to code. So I'm building it out as a web app so that it has a lot more functionality, particularly for businesses, to be able to plug into the business and really kind of set up a very kind of set it and forget it model. So it will allow whether you have a SaaS and you want to use the API to maybe plant uh, a tree for every customer that comes on board, 
or you know we're going to have a shopify plugin that allows you to plant trees or offset carbon for each purchase so it'll just give you a lot more options and you know more and more as time goes on different ways to kind of make an impact Amazing. So I love seeing the next stages that you're really approaching. And ironically, as of the time we're recording this today, today is Earth Day. So if anyone listening today wants to jump on to get Offset, the website for both the EcoDesk and Offset will be in the show notes, but you can make a contribution today in the celebration of Earth Day. Well, cool. Anything else that you want to share related to the EcoDesk, get Offset, yeah, I mean, I think really if someone were listening to this and thinking, what, what's the main thing that I should be taking away? It's how easily you can build something. You know, if you have an idea, if you want to make an impact, it's so easy now with no code tools. You don't have to know how to code. You don't have to know a bunch of technical tools with the power of no code tools. So it's a really kind of great time to be alive and great time to be making an impact. Yeah, I love it. That really is one of the things, too, that makes me really believe in the no code movement is... There's a lot of people uh, with ideas, maybe some people who are listening today, who have the thought of something that should exist, but they actually don't realize how quickly and feasibly they might be able to create something and get it off the ground. So totally agree with that sentiment. And especially hearing that you're learning the code and looking to actually develop some of these, you know, more sophisticated integrations with your site and with your platform. It is sort of like a gateway drug <laughs> to learning the code. This isn't just setting code aside saying, hey, we don't need to use that or do that. But it actually helps you approach learning these skill sets in a different way. So very, very cool. I love it. Well, if anyone wants to learn more about what you're doing, either of these platforms, or who knows, maybe we'll be talking about a third one in the future. Where can they find you online? The best place to connect with me personally online would be Twitter, which is at Frank Cresswell. And then you can find the projects. So Get Offset is getoffset.io. Mm -hmm. and uh, theecodesk.com. All right, well, thanks for tuning in to this episode. I really enjoyed the conversation that I was able to have with Fran. And if you want to check out what she's doing, her links are in the show notes, but you can check out Get Offset or The EcoDesk and subscribe to both of those websites if you want to get updates. And if you're interested in actually planting trees and offsetting your carbon emissions, you can go ahead and do that. There's a bunch of options there. So if you want to connect beyond the show, you can follow We Can Do This on Instagram at we can do this CEO, or if you want to follow me at Sean Pritzkow, I'd love to connect there. And I'm starting to post additional things related to the show, but things that might not end up on the podcast. So make sure to follow there. And if you'd like to leave a review on iTunes, that helps grow the reach of this show. So you can do that by looking up we can do this on Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leaving a review. So thanks again, and see you next week.